we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, worship team. It's good to worship this morning. Amen. I said to our team earlier today, um, I love worship. I love God's words. Throughout life, throughout battles and situations, we need to proclaim God's word. You know, when he was being tested in the wilderness by Satan, he proclaimed God's word. You fight your battles by proclaiming word, the word of God. Some of you are losing in battles because you're not proclaiming the word. And there's encouragement today. This word can move mountains. Amen? So there's times when you proclaim the word throughout life, a lot of times, and then there's times where you got to worship through the storm. You got to worship through the trials. You got to scream louder when you're going through it. Paul and Silas in prison, they are shouting in the prison in Acts, shouting, singing hymns and praising God and praying. And it says that the chains fell off them. The doors swung wide open, not just for them, but for the prisoners all around them. Your worship can break down the, the, the prison walls for you, but also for the people around you. Amen? Come on, that was a really good place to say amen, because here's the thing. When you catch that, when you catch that worship is not a form of entertainment, when this stops becoming a spectacle and starts becoming so special to you, you start to see prison doors fling open. So I want to encourage you. When we sing a little longer at this church, it's because we're believing and trusting and God's Spirit's moving. He's trying to break through. Amen? So I'm going to share the word this morning. Last week was Vision Sunday. Let me and my wife, Rachel. Rachel's upstairs with the kids this morning. Thank you, Pops, for giving me your daughter. I love you forever. Um, 20 days till you get a grandson, so praise God. Um, so we're just anticipating. I'm that husband that's sitting there like every time she's like, ah, and I'm like, is it ready? And she's like, chill, bro. I'm just hungry. And I'm like, okay. So pray for me. Actually, pray for her, as I always say. Pray for Rachel. Um, so looking forward to that vision Sunday last week, Rachel and I got in the car and we were just overwhelmed by what God's doing in and through lives here. And we shared the vision of what God has placed on our heart. And after we got home, I looked at her and I said, the word of the year for us is weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, carrying the weight of the message of Jesus, carrying the weight of the masses of the city, carrying the weight of momentum, and, and, and just carrying what God has called us to carry as a church. And I remember sitting, I got home Sunday, and I sat on the couch and uh, for a moment because we were leaving, and I said, babe, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, I feel like, man, what I just said to our people, I'm like, yo, this is heavy. <laughs> I was like, I feel the weight more than ever right now. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And she said, babe, you, that's how she refers to me. It's not a big deal. It's what I think she refers to me as sometimes. She's like, JP. And anyways, and when she says that, I hear babe. Um, and she's like, go read your Bible. Go take a moment and read your Bible. And I read my Bible. I literally did. I listened to my wife because she's wise. And I, I opened up to the book of Isaiah. You ever just do one of these? Anybody? The rest of you that don't do that, you're lying because we've all done it. Like, I got to do my Devo today. You're just like, Leviticus, I'm just kidding. And uh, you're like, I don't know how this helps me. Um, and I open up to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. It's going to be up on the screen. 
And this hit me because I want to also talk about Vision Sunday today, but also this is going to encourage every single one of us. If you are not taking notes, this is a good one to take notes. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. No one else. Nothing else. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. Amen. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that your word has never failed, and it's not going to start today. Yo, I read this, and I was like, I, you, you read scripture, you just start to like feel like your tank is on E. You start to get, I was like halfway, and I was like, oh, this is good, but I got to keep reading. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. JP, you, put your name right there. We're going to fall, we're going to get faint, we're going to get exhausted, but they, put your name there, but JP, who waits for the Lord, shall renew his strength. Woo! And they shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. This is the word of God for us this morning. This is the promise of heaven this morning that, hey, you may grow tired. You may grow weary, but you're not going to fall. God is going to give you strength in every moment when you call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. Anybody thankful for Jesus? This is a church that we celebrate the name of Jesus louder than anything else. And I said to her, babe, I'm, uh, I'm feeling strong again. I've been reading this word all week and I've been reminding myself, hey, I'm not going to pass out from what God has called me to do. Every single one of you, we believe this, and every single one of you has a calling on your life. Every one of you, from the front to the back, I see you all back there. You have a specific calling that nobody else has in this room. You have the call, and God wants to equip us. So today, our message is entitled, I'm Going to Pass Out. I love um, watching videos on YouTube. It's like a black hole sometimes. Anybody ever been there? Thank you, three of us. Once again, the rest of you are awesome and so much more committed to life than I am. Uh, but I'm like, wow, I'm here for like two hours. I just watched some ridiculous videos. But the ones that I love is like when I watch these guys going to pick up really, really heavy weight. And I've been there before, like in the gym with friends and working out with teammates. And we're about to do deadlifts, you know, and there's some significant weight on these deadlifts. And you can already sense it, that this kid's trying to lift a little too much than he's supposed to. And if you don't know, if you've ever been there, go Google, like, gym fails, deadlifts. It's awesome. And they walk up, and they're feeling really strong and very courageous, and they're breathing all right. And then they grab the bar, and they begin the motion of lifting a massive amount of weight up. And the moment they start lifting, they stop breathing. <laughs> Numero uno problem. <laughs> like, you don't stop breathing when you are deadlifting. Because what happens is, is exactly what I watched the other day. The guy goes, and he starts to lift, and you can see his face getting beet red, kind of how I am right now, because it's about a hot thousand degrees up here. Last week, everyone was in coats. This week, you're all good. And he starts to lift the weight, but he's not breathing. And he gets it to the top, and he's like, I've accomplished it, and he lets go, and he stands there like a statue. You ever seen this? And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. Right here, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And you just see him start falling backwards or forward, whatever which way direction the Lord leads them. They're going back or forward, and they hopefully fall backwards so they don't fall in the weight, and they are out cold, passed out. All the blood rushed into the head, and they are done. It's fascinating. I love it. Every time I watch it, I'm like dying. I'm like, that's the funniest thing in the world. Rachel's like, close your computer and do something with your life. I was like, okay. But I watched it, and I'm like, man, that's some, uh, what I felt like going home. 
I felt like, man, I got all this stuff that I've said to our church. We're going to carry. We're going to do this. You know, I want to see more giving out of our church. We gave $23,000 to Inglewood. I want to give $30,000 next year. We've seen classrooms like nurseries open up. We need more classrooms and more teachers. We want to have multiple services. We want to see 200 people go through growth track. We want to see over 1,000 salvations. Like, this is a lot of stuff. I want to see a backpack drive happen right here in this parking lot come in the fall. And guess who can't do it? Rachel and I. But we all could do a backpack drive for this entire community and impact them for the gospel. But when you think about all this stuff, anybody else overwhelmed? I'm like, yo, I think I'm going to pass out. And I read that and I think, man, we are called to carry weight. But we got to make sure we're connected to the right source in order to carry the weight. Some of you have walked in here today going, JP, Pastor, I can't take one more step. I'm at the brink. I feel like I'm going to fall. I don't think I can take another hit. And I'm here today to tell you, yeah, you can. By the grace of Jesus Christ, you can. He does not grow tired. He does not grow faint. He is strong, and he increases strength to people. We have a weight to carry here at Oasis Church Chicago. And if you're visiting today, take this to your city. Take this to your church. You may feel like, I'm going to pass out, but today we are going to see God see us through it. See, some of you this morning, you, you, like, like Satan wants to get you trapped right now. I really believe this. He wants to get you so trapped, like, oh, man, if I give one more inch of my time to the church or to the work of God, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to do it. So I'll just backtrack. I'll just pull back and let the rest of them handle it. Can I tell you something? That's a lie from the enemy. Because here's what's up. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. So Jesus served. How much more are we called to go and serve everyone around us, our city, our workspaces, our places, everything? Satan would want you to say, yo, you can't carry this. You're going to pass out. And Jesus wants to say it a little bit louder. Yo, you're good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Hey, if it's hard, run towards it. Yo, we're in a generation today where it's like, yo, if it's hard, just sit, sit down. Just sit, breathe, relax. You're going to be all right. Can I say that's a lie? If it's hard, run towards it. If it's good, scary, and you don't think you can do it by yourself, and you need Jesus' grace, you're probably running towards the right thing. No, this is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't show up to the earth with a bunch of good, easy stuff. He walked on earth and handled a lot of hard things, but he didn't stop walking towards the cross. But we're believers, yeah. We're supposed to be like Jesus, yeah. Guess what? We don't stop walking towards what's hard. We run towards what's hard. We're not going to pass out. The same spirit that's alive in us is the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That power is in us. And so we're not going to pass out, even when we feel like we're going to. Even when we feel like we can't take one more step. We're going to run towards the cross of Jesus Christ. The people of God at this time in Isaiah I was studying and I was reading, you know, they were heading into exile. You know, if you read the Bible, the people of God, they're, it's an amazing love story. But it's like God trying to get them and they disobey. God trying to get them and they disobey. It's no different today, right? So God's like, yo, you got to go to Babylon. You got to go into exile. And so there's a bunch of people within that group of God's people that are actually trying and seeking after God. And God proclaims something to them that says, hey, Hey, I know this looks really hard. I know this looks like you're not going to make it. I know it looks like I've abandoned you. I know that it appears this way. Anybody there ever like, God, you've abandoned me. Where are you? He's like, I haven't. My children, I haven't. Hold steady. Hold steady. 
this is a joke. I say it all the time. Yo, people give God as much time as you gave the club. Some of them are like, I don't go to the club. Good. Don't ever go to the club. But the rest of y'all, like me, I, someone said to me, stop giving God the amount of time, the, the little bit of time compared to what you gave the world. Some of you are like, I'm giving up. I've only been in this thing for three months. He hasn't given me my miracle. Hold steady. God's not abandoning you. He's not sending you into exile. He says, yo, I am strong. I am courageous. I am for you. I am not against you. In moments of desperation, you have to come to the resolution to be determined in the Lord. When moments of desperation come up, can we be a church that comes to the resolve and the resolution that says, you know what? It's hard, but I'm determined in the Lord. Come on, anybody want to be determined by God when the moments seem hard, when it feels like I'm going to pass out, when it feels like I don't know what I'm going to do? So I read this passage of scripture. I don't got much time, but I see a couple things that help us as a church carry this weight. And the first thing is this. I hope this encourages you this morning. The first thing is this. We got to make sure we're connected to the right oxygen source. We got to make sure we're connected to the right source, yeah? You know, you ever been on an airplane? And they tell you, yo, if we get into turbulence, <laughs> make sure you put your mask on first. If you got a child with you, put your mask on first before you put that person's mask on. And I'm like, no, no, no. If it's me and Rachel, I'm like, Rachel, put my mask on, please, first for me. She's like, what? And I'm like, when this happens, if this happens, please make sure my mask's on, then worry about yourself. She's like, I, whatever, JP. We all want to, to have, you know, the, the ability to help others, but we got to make sure we're connected first. You know, firefighters don't run into a burning building without their oxygen masks on. Even though there's people that are hurting, people in need, some of the stuff on TV, they have, you know, Doug, right? I mean, we've talked about it. They don't run in like, we're superheroes. We're going to go get these people out of the building. No, they make sure that they have the right source of oxygen so they don't pass out. Because how good is two people that are passed out? So we need to know, hey, if we're going to be able to carry the weight, if we're going to be able to do what God's called us to do as a church, we need to make sure that we're connected to the right source. The people of God during this time where this scripture is happening, they started to connect themselves to the wrong source, wrong sources. They started to look to the gods of, of the, that were, were, were of, of not of heaven. They started to look at things that would help them, that were going to actually harm them. They started to look at all the other things that, that were happening all around, and they said those things would help us, and they forgot the God of creation. They disconnected themselves from the right oxygen source. And uh, the, the reality is, is that, like, God's so good that he's the one that actually gives us oxygen. Job 33, verse 4 says this, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Yo, do you not, is that scripture up? Job 33, 4, do we got it? Yeah, write that down, put it in your phone. Because when you think you're breathing on your own, when you think, I'm going to pass out, I can't do this. Reality is, you can't. You can't. Welcome to church. You can't. I'm not going to be up here saying, yeah, you got it. You got this. Do it. No. Job 33, verse 4 says, the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. It is God's breath in my lungs that, help me not to, that helps me not to pass out. It's God's breath in my lungs that helps me to take a step when I don't want to take a step. It's God's breath in my lungs when I don't want to speak a word of kindness because they hurt me. Whew. No, it's not my breath. It's your breath. I'm not going to pass out. I'm not going to give my breath to anything else. God, connect me to your source. Can I be frank here? Can I be honest? In all reality, I've never shared this story with anybody else except Rach. 
because she was with me. But about a, seven, eight months into planting this church, you know, I, I felt the call. We felt the commission. We moved, and it was beautiful to start seeing what was happening. We were meeting people. And I realized quickly, though, I don't got much time, that I started to connect myself to a bunch of sources that weren't God. I started to look for approval of man. Hello. Some of y'all need to break that off your life quick. Full, full love, like approval of man is not going to carry you. It's not going to connect you to anything. I started to look for that. I, I started to, to take the control. I started to, to want to be like, yo, I can figure this out. I can muscle this. I, I started to feel overwhelmed by the work of God. I started to feel overwhelmed that this thing that God had called us to was way too big. It was way too mighty. I could not do it. I wasn't equipped. I didn't have the grades in Bible college. I never had the equipping before. I was never a part of something like this. God, I can't do this. But I remember putting the mask on. The mask of, oh, I'll put the mask on in church. And I'll come in here and I'll lift my hands and I'll worship and I'll praise God, but I was going home angry. I was going home mad. I was going home broken. I was going home and telling Rach every day, like, I can't do this anymore. I told her I was going to share this story today. It came all the way to the point where it started, Rach and I started to butt heads and we were like, yo, we've never fought before. What's going on here? And I realized something. I was connecting myself to sources that were hurting me. And I was like, yo, God, I need it. It culminated all the way up to a point where we were driving in the car. I was going to officiate a wedding. <laughs> and officiate a wedding, and I just legit pulled the car over. I had a panic attack. Never in my life have I ever had a panic attack. It's real. They're real. <laughs> I can stand here and tell you if you've walked through that stuff, it's real. I felt it. I pulled over the car, and I just started shaking, and I started weeping. And I said, God, forgive me. I've tried to do this by myself. I've tried to carry this weight by myself. I can't carry this anymore. And I grabbed Rachel's hand and I said, God, take this from us. If this is not of you, take this from us. I don't want it. But God, if this is of you, connect me back to the right source. And I remember the presence of God. Came into our Camry. <laughs> Came into our car. And I just began to weep. And I walked into the wedding after like five minutes of crying, and I was like, I'm good, I'll officiate, we're good to go. But I was like, God, forgive me. I've tried to do this way too much on my own. Some of you are in the same boat today. In order to do what God has called you to do, you need to get connected to the right source. Amen? And when you get connected to the right source, you don't have panic attacks anymore. You don't have anxiety anymore. You don't have thoughts of depression anymore. You don't have any of that stuff because when you connect yourself to the life-giving source, guess what you get? Life! Come on, anybody thankful that when you connect yourself to the work of God through his sourcing, you get life. And it doesn't just say life. Isn't this awesome about Jesus? He says life more abundant. Stop yelling. <laughs> this is the goodness of our God. Connected to the right source carries us. If you've not been connected, even for a moment, Satan will try to get in there. Even for a moment, you disconnect yourself from the source, Satan will get in there. Don't let him. Second thing is this, though. Knowing that we can connect to the source, God's not tired. <laughs> God's not tired. Anybody thankful that God's not tired? 
Anybody thankful? The scripture says, hey, he does not faint or grow weary. It's talking about God. He doesn't faint. He doesn't grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Woo! Yo, remember that verse. Do we have that verse up there? Can we go back to that verse? It's verse 28, I think. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. Everybody read this, because I don't want you to hear my voice. I want you to read scripture. His understanding is unsearchable. Next. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. God's not tired. The problem that what happens in life is we put our situation, our strength, or lack of strength, and we personify that onto God. Okay, let me teach here for a moment. Almost done. The band can come on up. See, we get tired. Anybody tired? Anybody ever get tired? If you do not have your hand up, you're either sleeping, you don't have a pulse, or you're incredible. So let's try that again, eh? You, anybody ever get tired? There we go. <laughs> Some of you are like, I, no, I'm actually amazing. Great. I want to be your friend and take whatever you're taking. Um, but we get tired, right? We're humans. We get tired. And when we get tired, it's an opportunity for Satan to attack us. It's a, I, I tell people all the time, you know the best advice? I called pa- a pastor friend of mine when this was all going on. He said, you know, you're looking for like super good theological advice. I called a friend, Pastor Dave from Chicago Tab. I said, cry my eyes out. He's like, hey, JP, hey, 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 go take a nap. Bro, I'm like going through this right now. You want me to take a nap? He's like, JP, I'm going to pray for you right now. Go take a nap. When's the last time you slept? And I was like, good call. I took a nap. Why? I was tired physically. I was tired emotionally, spiritually, mentally, but I was tired physically. And when we're tired physically, I'm not telling you to go home and take four-hour naps every day. Like, oh, I just the pastor told me I can just sleep all day when I'm feeling weary and anxious. Nope, that's not responsibility, okay? But sometimes the best thing to do is just go take a nap because we think when we're tired, God's tired. When we think we can't take another step, we think God's arm's too short. When we think that the miracle isn't available to us, we think God's not the God of miracles. We start to put our feelings onto God. God, I've been praying for this breakthrough, and you haven't given it to me yet, so I guess that's who you are, God. I guess that's you're the God. That's the kind of God you are. And he's saying, no, I don't get tired. I don't faint. Actually, I'm the one that gives power to those that are faint. Come on, anybody thankful for this? This is a gospel. Like, he gives power to the faint. Who has no might, guess what he says? He doesn't just say he gives them strength. He gives them increased strength. When you are tired and you are weary, God not only gives you just strength, he gives you increased strength. This is the beauty of Jesus. God is not tired. He is not unable to provide. He will see us through. I believe it before that this church will do what God has ordained it to do. That this church will be a lighthouse in the midst of this city. That this church will take ground upon ground upon ground. Because guess what? My God's not tired. My God's not dead. My God is alive. He is living. He is breathing. He is moving. He is increasing. He is making a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. He's doing everything that I never thought could be possible. He can do it for you. It's an emotion thing, JP. Really? Come talk with me. This is not emotion. When you're in the fight of your life, you go to God and say, God, you're not tired. I am, but you're not. Help me. Help me. Help me. 
The third thing is this. When we know that God's not tired, then we know that when we wait upon God, wait, waiting carries us. Waiting carries you. Scripture says that he gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increased strength. Even youths shall faint and be wearied, and young men shall fall exhausted. I'm a young guy, just turned 32. I get exhausted. We all get exhausted. But, that's the biggest but in the Bible. Funnier in my head than, you can't do that with Scripture. Well, I, I do. But they, but you, but your family, but your household, you, but they, that, that go and try to muscle it themselves, go and try to do it themselves, go to try to get Instagram famous by themselves and try to get, build a massive platform so that they can tell the world how awesome they are. No, but you that wait upon God. Wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. I love that scripture doesn't say they just, they're going to walk. They're going to do a slight walk. Does it say that? It says, yo, 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 when you wait upon me, I'm going to give you strength, extra strength. Not only are you going to be able to walk, you're going to run. Whew, what do you mean, God, run? Like the physical action of, yeah, you're going to run. You're going to run like you've never ran before. You're going to be able to do things you never thought possible if you wait upon me. I'm closing with this. So we read this, right? And we think, well, I'm just going to sit there and wait on God. I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> Anybody else? Me. I read that. I'm like, I'm just going to wait. Take that four-hour nap. Siesta time. Chilling. Living the dream. That's not what this is talking about. What it's talking about is, yeah, yeah, we got to wait. And waiting on God, what it actually is saying, faith in God obedience in God. When we're waiting on God to bring us strength and nourishment, we don't are called to just sit. We are called to say, okay, God, I'm getting alone with you. I'm talking to you. I'm getting alone with you. I'm talking with you. And as I do that, you are strengthening my body. You are giving me faith that I never thought was possible. You are strengthening my body. You are giving me faith that I never thought was possible. I'm not going to sit on the couch and just wait for the job to come. I'm actually going to get up off the couch, and I'm actually going to start applying to some places because that's what i got to do in order to get the job. I'm just going to say, God, open up the job for me, and you're doing nothing. Does this make sense? Some of us are waiting on God just saying, well, I'll just wait for it to happen. No, God has given you the spirit that raised them to be in you. So it's calling you to be empowered. So as you wait on God, you're strengthened. As you move in obedience, you're strengthened. The reason why some of you are weak is because you're being disobedient to what God has called you to do. I love you. I do love you so much. But some of you are just being attacked by chaos and turmoil and tragedy and trials and all that stuff. You got baptized and you thought everything was going to be good. When you get baptized and you come to know Jesus, actually things get a little crazy. But instead of being obedient to God, you're being disobedient to God and you're like, why am I so tired? Can I tell you something? Sin. Sin makes you ugly. I was going to say something else and Rachel would have listened to that and I would have been in a lot of trouble. Sin wears you down. Sin weighs you down. Sin keeps you from walking. Sin keeps you right where you're at. And it makes you go, well, I can muscle this through myself. I can do this by myself. And you can't. Freedom, though. Freedom. Like wings flying like, what does it say? Eagles. Wings like eagles. I'm done. Can someone take this? Thank you. It's the best transition of my life right there. I love you, Jamar. It says, wait on the Lord. 
and you shall renew your strength. Wait on God. Be obedient. Be obedient. Walk in faith. Take the step. Don't sit back and enjoy the show. Get in the game. Get in the battle and watch God strengthening you. When you don't feel like you can take another step, guess what? He's going to give you the strength to take another step. When you don't think you can walk, guess what he's going to do to you? He's going to make you run. Come on, this is the best news about Jesus that I've ever said to anybody. He's so good that he fills you with strength. You're not going to pass out. You're not going to get tired. Yeah, you may get a little tired physically, but spiritually, you're going to be on fire. I'm not going to pass out. We're going to carry this weight as a church. Come on, would you stand to your feet this morning? I got like five minutes. But I I feel it in my heart that this is really important. I want to pray for some people in this place. And I'm going to ask you to do something that we don't normally do. I'm going to ask you to come up here to this place, to the altar. If you're lacking in strength, you feel like you can't take another step, you're tired, you're weary, you're broken. Today, God wants to take that. He wants to make you whole. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to make you soar like wings like, on wings like eagles. He wants to make you run and not faint. If there's anybody in this room this morning, the band's going to sing behind me. Come on up. Come on up. We're going to pray for you. Who cares if it's one person or a hundred people? Come on up. If you need strength for the rest of what you're doing in this life, for what God has called you to do, if you need strength for your marriage, for your relationship, if you need strength to take a step of faith because he's calling you, don't care who's around you. Who cares? Just come on up. Fill it up. Come on. Come closer. Come closer. Come closer. There are a lot of people in this place that need to be strengthened in the Lord this morning. Come on, anybody else? We're going to pray and worship. The rest of you just begin to worship Jesus and thank him. Thank him for the strength.